It's movie time! And once again, uh, hi, I'm your host, and how are you doing? Hopefully y'all uh, have had a great time, and you had a fabulous time listening to our last interview with uh, Gordon Firemark. And today we are uh, going to please you even more. We have got an amazing panel of people today, and we are going to be talking about the dark side of the biz. And we are not talking about uh, the dark side like the Star Wars dark side. We're talking about all the scams, all the operations that are going on, the things that you will want to know, and the things that you need to know if you're in this business and also if you want to uh, break into this business. With us today, we have, of course, my co-host, Kinte. Hi, Kinte. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'm looking forward to talking about this issue. And we have Avajean Westland. Say hi. <laughs> can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hi, guys. It's Avajean. And we have Olaf Barbosa. Hey, how y'all doing? And we have uh, with us today two brand new people who have never podcasted with us before and are uh, going to uh, have the grace of being uh, really put in by trial by fire. And yep. You'll get to hear uh, from them as well, and they have really great experiences as well. Rick J. Hello there. And Nathaniel Lee. How's it going? Going great. So, would everybody like to uh, just give a, a little brief about themselves, so then that way everybody knows who is who, what is what? Sure. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, it's like uh, it's like well, I have been known to do a little bit of uh, podcasting. I actually work with Kente on uh, several different shows. Uh, I do voiceover work. Uh, I have done a lot of voice uh, puppeteering and voice work for Machinimas in Second Life. Uh, I do radio dra- radio dramas and everything, and have been dubbed with the nickname of the Captain from. Uh, the uh, Talking Black Sales, which is uh, a pirate show that Kente and I and uh, do. So that's <clears throat> that's about me. So I've been doing this about uh, six years, I guess. And Very that's, cool. That's that's about me. And also, I've worked with worked with worked with you on a couple of projects too. Just and, a few. Uh, uh, just a few, and I worked with Ava Jean on a few projects too. And Ava Jean? Hi, yeah. Uh, I'm a real-life actor as well as a second-life actor. I've been in Second Life since 2007, and I started off as just a voice actor, puppeteering or avateering, as Olaf said. But I also am a writer, so I've written Machinima, filmed on Machinima, uh, have produced for Machinima. And in real life, like I said, I'm in New, I'm in, I'm in New York City, and I'm a real-life actor. I've been in I, I've been in it longer than this, but I usually go by when I joined SAG-AFTRA, and I joined SAG-AFTRA in 1996, so I've been at it a long time, and I pretty much do the gamut, um, mostly on camera now, not as much theater, even though I'm starting to get back to that, but mostly I'm on camera, I do commercials, voiceovers, TV, and film. And Nathaniel? Uh, I've, I've been inside the acting business for about, I'd probably have to say about a year. Um, that was actually whenever I came back. I've done some movies whenever I was a little child doing horror films. Uh, I've recently been inside the music industry. I've published two books back when I was in high school. And 
Yeah, that's about background. Yeah, I've done background performing, and which actually was a part of Odette's movie she's working on right now. Correct. Yeah. So I mean, not too much just yet, but I'm working on it. And Rick, go for it. Yes, um, I'll make it short. I guess I've been in uh, broadcasting entertainment since about 1976. A graduate of Columbia School of Broadcasting. Um, different uh, formats, light rock and roll to country, and I've been into voiceover work for commercials, what have you. Uh, lounge back in the disco area, playing the records for the dancers, uh, and finally organizing my own uh, entertainment agency, booking entertainment, uh, models, what have you, and uh, doing a few um, commercials, natural commercial activities, and uh, reading for acts in film. Uh, just recently retired and uh, stepped stepped out of retirement now back into film as I've been uh, approached uh, now filling an older role as I've matured seems like it's coming back at me and so I'm very um, excited right now about uh, Odette's film which is a Past Lives Productions of What Did She Say? I just uh, premiered a film last April called Belleville uh, the movie and will come out as Neela and I'm on call at this moment uh, to go to Tucson for a project called Sacred Ground. So I'm back into it. Life's coming back at me at uh, my age and uh, enjoying it, uh, along with some uh, magazine uh, commercial ad type work and some voiceover. And, and I love artwork, so I'm involved in art also. But uh, here today to try to... Uh, give a little uh, light on the subject of uh, entertainment or entertainers, those that want to get into the market from my own experience, the way I conducted using, utilizing my own, um, should we say, um, uh, stable of uh, actors, musicians, models, etc. So I'm very happy to be a part of it. And uh, thank you for the invitation, Odette. Oh, you're very welcome. Also, uh, so let's get into this and really dig deep on this one. It's like, a, so let's start talking about from each perspective of it. In terms of acting scams, let's talk about those ones. And feel free to shout them out. It's like a, what they are. And let's talk about some of those. Okay. What are some of the most famous ones that have come up in the business? Well, I wouldn't call them famous, but I would say the ones that seem to be the most popular or the ones we see the most often, the ones that I've seen the most often over the years, and I think this is pretty much the norm, unfortunately, is, you know, you know the old saying, if something sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And very often in this business, people want a shortcut. And so what these people do is they provide what looks like a shortcut. You don't have to go to school. You don't have to get training. You don't have to go through years and years to, to make a career. You can just pay us a lot of money and buy our products and use our people. And we're going to expose you to all these great people in the industry that are going to look at you and know you're a star. And they're going to sign you and you're off and running. That's the common one that I've seen over the last 18 years. Definitely. Very true. I find uh, I find whenever people will come up to you and they tell you that, hey, you're you look just like a star. We could use you, and yeah, I mean, people like there's many people out there who's always dreamed of becoming famous. You know, that's that's a lot of kids' goals, 
And they, they take that bait and they get tricked into, well, sometimes even human trafficking as well if it goes too far. People, Absolutely. Yeah. And they, think it's a, it's a, they think it's a great deal. But they get trapped in there and sometimes it's hard to even get out. Absolutely. And uh, another one that uh, it's like you, uh, you guys have come across also in your history is people who have uh, represented that they are part of a organization that deals with a larger organization, such right. as a Hollywood uh, organization pr claiming to be things like, for example, Universal or claiming to be UTA, claiming to be all of the, uh, these companies and what they're representing. Right. That was I, might, I might cover that to kind of open up the door. Um, um, Lee or Nathaniel, he is basically my uh, protege and uh, basically found him through his actions. And I just think he has some potential. So I've really kind of guided him. Just recently, uh, our, the agents that we're with, that really we're with an agency, but yet we I don't talk um, anything until I see a contract. Uh, hopefully, they will send you out for auditions, which has been happening. And um, so, we don't talk really talk about anything until there's a contract. And I've always advised my people the same thing with me. We don't talk uh, uh, until we have something to show you. I won't ask you for a dollar bill until I have something that I can show you that's going to pay for it. Uh, being in the business, so for quite a few years um we was approached to uh, both of us was approached out of about uh, 200 uh, people nationwide if you get this uh to audition for a, a, a group should we say or a company out of uh, la and uh, they would come to our uh, agency in st louis audition us and, and possibly we might be picked as Two or uh, one of the five out of two hundred that would end up in at a certain location, well-known uh, uh, studio. studio in L.A. And uh, so, first time we got snowed out, and we was really upset about it because I thought this would be a great chance not only f to introduce me to, uh, and really tie ties again with people in the industry, but also for Nathaniel, kind of an open door and I would be there kind of guide and kind of watch over things. So we both got very excited about it. And finally, it kind of snowed things out. We couldn't even get on the road uh, in January and the flights for the people out of LA to fly into St. Louis got snowed out. But then they come back at us about a month ago. And we went up and auditioned. Uh, it's probably in that group about 50. And so we was two or two out of the 50 that was picked. Uh, why? We don't know. We was hoping it's because of audition, how we was dressed. We looked professional and made the best presentation. Next thing, um, uh, we were notified uh, within a couple of hours, the callback came and a, a, a packet was sent to us. We got to looking over the packet and all of a sudden we're looking at, well, we need to like uh, $5,000 total every package that you would need uh, for housing you have to give your flight you have to pay for your flight out you have to pay for the hotel uh your own meals your car rental, uh, car rental uh, pictures uh, you could bring your own uh, uh screenshots 
uh, headshots, but at the same time, they would want some on-site photography work done, which it also paid for. So a person could end up easily, I figured up on the budget, about $5,500 or more. And we've had um, conversations learning since then that uh, people actually mortgaging mortgage their home up to $10,000 just to see through their children, which they usually try to uh, uh, draw in the most. So we, we uh, it's kind of a, a mixed feeling of all of a sudden you've picked to really kind of open the doors for hopefully yourself again and also for your protege. And so we kind of had that high that you got picked, but then all of a sudden the low of getting through and were we scammed? Fortunately, we're smart enough, uh, I was smart enough, I guess, to say, wait a minute, this doesn't look true. Because I don't talk deals until I see a contact in front of me. Uh, and especially if you're going to ask for my money, what part are you going to invest in me? And that's the way I've always worked in the business with my people. And when I am approached about doing a job, you know, well, I want to see something coming from the project. Uh, Mm -hmm. So well, also then, with uh, that paperwork, though they call that paperwork a contract. Well, with that contract that they sent us, uh, it was actually literally paperwork. They even uh, had a piece of paper on there that they wanted our uh, our credit card information, mm -hmm. and they wanted us to write out that and send it back to them. It was uh, it was pretty tricky. You've uh, you've heard of this one, haven't you? Who me? Yes. Yes, I have. Olaf also is like yeah, we've heard of something very similar in Second Life as well. Yeah, where you it's like they you go in and they're like I said they're promising you the moon and uh, it costs you everything you got in the bank and you never see the stars. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So basically, it turned out to be a competition. With they wanted uh, one hundred no, headshots, you would meet some of these people. Well, uh, it was just really unreal. Uh, but it was basically a competition. You win prizes, but there was no guarantee that you would have the right contacts. They could have dressed up anyone as an uncle, an uncle of the family. They got to dress the person up and and pretended. Who knows what? Uh, but I, they, they're directly across the street, the convention center was is across the street from this well-known studio. Well, I call the studio, and I want to point out that the studio admitted, look, we do not go to those conventions, we do not go, we do not send people to those conventions, because we can always, we don't always know if they're, you know, up on the up and ups. We don't conduct business like that. If we want to see you, we're interested in you. We're going to fly to you, or you're going. To, they're going to pay for your flight and your housing and to visit us. This was the studio directly where everyone's. Uh, that's from the horse's mouth, as they say in Missouri. So it showed right away again that these people in these conventions, as a uh, competition type conventions, uh, they they do have them out there. Some of them are well represented. They look good for an agency that sends representation. You get your trophies. You might win a, a dollar prize. But again, I guess it's like anything else. If you put a, a show together, I don't care if it's a furniture or, or talent or what have you. And if you do it properly and right, you're going to be able to receive some dollars uh, backing from people 
if you sell it right, it's going to pay for your whole project. And someone's going to make money on it. Yes, but it's never going to be the artist. Um, never right. is going to be the no. artist. And there's one that Olaf and I know about that's starting to happen. We're starting to see a lot of these new scams on crowdfunding sources. Please tell uh, uh, about uh, that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and Olaf can probably go into this a little bit more detail than yeah. me because he actually investigated one of them, even though he came to me and we talked about it. it the, the gist of it is that now, you know, a lot of people put their films, they want to get help making their films, which I have no problem with. I have a friend who, I have a few friends that I've donated money to help fund their films. But now what's happening is that there are some people who are doing their new quote-unquote independent films, and now they're pretty much selling you uh, selling you things to pull you in. You're, you're pretty, you can buy a role in the film. A walk-on. A walk-on role. You can buy a speaking role in the film. You can next buy a associate producer. You don't do any of the things that associate producer would do. You you get a chair with your name on it. You you get to be on the set, but you don't do any of the things that a real producer would do. And you have all these different levels you can pay for. And the problem that I have it with it, like the one that Olaf first brought to my attention, which was in Canada. And and I, I so I said, so you have to pay for your own airfare to get there. You have to pay for your for, for, for everything to stay there. What if you're a bad actor? <laughs> you're going to pay for a role, but you're a crappy actor. Who's going to put you in a film if you're a crappy actor? That 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 diminishes the quality of the film. And and you you could pay to be a producer that does absolutely nothing. And and then the more more importantly, uh, Americans can't just work in Canada. <laughs> we can't just yeah, go to exactly. Canada and work. I said, are they offering the are they are they guaranteeing visas? Did SAG after already say that they're working with them? Or it, it, it was, I, I, there were so many red flags I couldn't see past the red. And and and, and Olaf, you, I know you saw another one recently come up, so maybe he can talk a little bit more about it. Yeah, that's like the the one the first one AJ was talking about is uh, was like I said it was in Canada. I was looking at it. I'm like, well, this is not too bad. Like, and for the for the price, it was. It wasn't that, I mean, well, I'm, I shouldn't say it wasn't that expensive, but, uh, you know, for like $1,000, they would give you a speaking role. But then she started bringing up like, okay, and, and it did say they would pick you up from the airport. Got to looking at where they were shooting and where the airport was. Uh, you know, I really did some, really did some, uh, like, uh, with, with Ava Jean's guidance and help and everything. And so I got to looking and I'm like, oh, well, there's three hours where they were going to film it was three hours away from the airport. And I'm like, okay, they'll pick you up, but they might not take you back. And if the the day they tell you to come up there, if it's raining and they can't shoot, it's like, oh, well, you. they said they would provide, like, lunch and dinner for you, but, you know, you gotta, you'd have to pay for your room, possibly. And if it wound up being, like, raining for three days straight and you had to stay there... And uh, the other things too, and kind of, I did some math. It was going to cost me about by the time it was said and done, it cost me about forty five hundred dollars just to go up there and be in a movie. But like, you know, there's no guarantee that if I was in the movie, there's no guarantee that the scene that I was in would be wind up on the cutting room floor. Exactly. So, and you know, I would, and then then you wouldn't get any credit or nothing for it, and I'd just be out the money. Now, recently, there was one I was looking at, and they're 
crowdfunding for a, a remake of a movie. And it has, uh, you know, the other thing, too, is like the one from Canada, uh, the one that was in Canada. Now, this one's being shot in Pittsburgh or L.A. They're trying to, they're finalizing where they're going to shoot at, but uh, it is going to be shot here in the States. But, like I said, for uh, about $900, you can be a supporting actor. And once you get your name mm-hmm. and the credit, for $500, you can uh, have a, you can name a character in the film. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's done, it's like this one is being crowdfunded by, you know, a known, it's like a, a known actor. He's been in some of the horror films and stuff and done special effects and things. Uh, and for like, 25, I think it was like $2,500 you could be the associate producer. And what they do is they keep adding things. In other words, like the, for the $900 you could be a supporting actor. So you would be uh, and, that, and that got you a supporting actor and got you like a VIP to the uh, premiere party. Of course, they say in all this that travel and lodging is your expense. If you went up to like twenty twenty five hundred, you could have the uh, the ultimate fanboy experience, which got you in the movie. Uh, you could uh, work alongside your favorite actor, uh, be their supporting actor in in there, and you got like two tickets to the, walk the red carpet for the premiere in in Los Angeles and all this other stuff. And they make it it, it sounds so good, and you're like going, well, you know, that's not too bad, but again, uh, you know, kind of. It's like when I talk to AJ. Okay, am I being stupid again? She's like, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like so. It's like okay. It's like she said. It's 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 too good to be true. But it's like okay, you're helping to fund the. You're helping to fund this movie, and they say that they already they already have they already have uh, you know. Um, you know, people on board, other actors on board. But what they've done is they've sent letters of intent. They don't know for sure. They don't have With them no locked receipt. in. Yeah, there's, there's, they're not actually locked in. The one in Canada, uh, I mean, they had like Corey Feldman and some of the and some other, you know, fairly big names. Oh yeah, that's the one I investigated. It's, yeah, it's like that. Uh-huh. That they they had some pretty big names. Of the horror film, uh, horror industry, tagged on said they are going to be in it, and that was the first one that, like I said, I really, AJ and I got to really looking at. And since she's SAG, she has access to like the IMDb Pro, and she's looking. And she's like, no, they're not even they're they don't even have letters of intent. They're not even on the film on the IMDb page. Oh yeah, I so, even went further. I went to SAG. Yeah, yeah, she SAG. went to SAG. Yeah, and, she went and they're to like, SAG. Yeah, we don't know who they are. I'm like, okay, <laughs> thank you. But you, <laughs> like, but nope, you know what? Heard though? Of them, no, no clue. But you, I, I have to say though, um, in that particular one, I mm-hmm. did my research as well, and I thought I had busted the guy, and um, mm-hmm. I had went to Corey Feldman's um, manager, and oh, wow. uh, and I talked, I chatted with him. And because Corey Feldman said I uh-huh. on Twitter, he was like, I have no idea about this project or anything. They're lying. So I went to his manager 
And I, when I talked to his man, it was his manager. Uh, he was like, he, well, maybe I shouldn't say this out loud, but he was like, Corey, he just don't remember. So, you know, he's like, he's actually putting money in the film. He's like, uh, d- disregard what he's saying. He's part of the project. He, he, he don't remember. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't say that, but, uh, that's what he told me. He was like, yeah, he's a part of the project. He no, just don't that's remember. part of being honest with this. Well, you know, I mean, he kind of just said, you know, he was like, yeah, he's part of the project. He just doesn't remember. He's putting up money and all of this stuff for the project. And, you know, that's Corey. So, yeah. so the guy was, the guy actually, you know, like he was saying though, about the intent and stuff like that, he had actually, uh, you know, um, I mean, he he wasn't lying. In the end, when I did, he wasn't lying. He, he was he was lying. He just wasn't telling the truth. Right. right. The, whole none truth. Of them he, the whole none truth. None of them were lying. Right. And that's what makes it so dangerous. Right. None of them yes. are actually lying. They're none just warping it in such a way to right. make it really, really juicy to get people. Because, I've, and I think Olaf said this to me recently that the guy has a like that crowdfunding campaign ended and now he's doing another one right the same project uh-huh. yeah, same, same guy is, re, is 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 already i saw a, that he had restarted a, he was doing an indie indiegogo project and uh he was doing a, doing it on there and i saw not too long ago that it had restarted it's like there was another he's still trying to get uh, another route of funding Another out of another round of funding because he didn't get enough. Uh, I mean, he was asked, he was trying to get like I don't know, three or four hundred thousand uh, dollars. And supposedly, that's the other thing. It's uh, they in in when they're when they write these things out, it's like <clears throat> we have X amount of dollars uh, appropriated through uh, grants or whatever, and we have to match that or we have to do you know, we need to get this. Uh, and this most recent one I was looking at, um, they say they have they have money and they uh, they're trying to do it as an independent film instead of going through, uh, so going through you know, they're trying to do it as an independent film and they have they say they already have the distributors set up and uh, do they make mention of who's interested in distribution? Uh, I don't. It's quite a, when you when you when you start uh, the 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 first one in Canada that uh, that I looked at. You know, it had a little bit of information on the Indiegogo page, and that was about it. Uh, the second one I looked at, um, it was even vaguer. Oh no! Oh no! It was much more detailed. They had a you you could go to a website, and it had a list of all kinds of stuff i mean it 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 took me like a i mean about a half hour to read through all the stuff and i mean it really sounded you know good legit and like i said the the one who's uh there's uh well uh who is it uh i don't know if i should say names i'll say well they're doing it's like they're doing a remake of nightmare city and it's tom I can't see. Huh? Mm-hmm. He was he was a sex machine in, in Don Don uh, Dust of Dawn, and then oh, yeah, Quentin, yeah, yeah. Tar- Quentin Tarantino was involved in it too. So mm-hmm. you've got some decent names that are involved in it, and they're trying to do this. But you know, I'm like going, okay, again, am I going to? What if I invested this money 
and it's here in the States. Uh, I don't belong to SAG, so I can't get credit. I, you know, I get, I, you know, screen credit, but that's about it. And I'm like, well, okay. Again, I'm like, why not? It's like, I don't mind, you know, helping out with, you know, maybe helping fund a movie, but you get all this, they make it sound so good that you really want to do it. And yeah. They do so. Yep. And well, like I said, the, it's like their, their, their website when you go looking at it, like I said, I mean, it's six or eight pages and explaining and uh, that they have sent, uh, you know, they have uh, letters of intent. Uh, and then they also say, we we can't guarantee right now. These are the people we would like to get, but we don't know if we will be able to get them. It all depends on their availability, their, availability, their schedules. And if when we get ready to shoot, if they're available to shoot, if not, we have to get somebody else. So, also too, there's a there is a I've found there's a disconnect between the actual actors and stuff that are involved and their representation. Sometimes they've made deals that they haven't really include in their client, <laughs> you know. So that's why they don't. A lot of times they're like, I don't, I don't know. They're saying I'm in this. But it's really their manager that made some deal, which you really need to keep control of. If you, these people work for you, and I don't know, maybe Camila's seen this, that sometimes when you have PR people and managers, sometimes some actors I notice they act like they work for the manager. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. you know, they're so afraid to cross them, maybe because they're they're considered really good or whatever. So you know they be they be leveraging these people's careers without their knowledge and all this and so that's why there's sometimes there's a disconnect well this is why it's also very dangerous to att- uh, to state attachments per se it's like unless you have an absolute solid agreement with the actual agent manager actor it's like uh, them themselves that they that they know that they are committed to the project in regards to it, and I mean, the Corey Feldman incident set aside, in regards to it, it's like that is quite possible that he may not have been aware that his agent had attached him to the project. However, that being said, no matter what it is in terms of actor, model, um, and, and you really do need to have solidity. And this is why it's like one of the things that I do as a producer director is I do non-payer play agreements. Which is basically saying you have agreed that this is what's going to happen. This you are attached to the film um, by signing this. You have said that you have interest in being attached. Should the project get financed, we will be having you aboard as the actor. Should you be available at that point in time? In the meantime, there is not a commitment on your part to actually be a quote unquote. Like uh, stop from doing other work during that time uh, during that time frame as well. Uh, you, you know, what's funny is I, I I like the idea of crowdfunding, you know, and all of that, and we've talked about this before. But Correct. there's there's a part of it I absolutely hate, and you know, first of all, I don't like real I don't like rich people begging for money uh, from their fans. I hate that. I, I think that's it's terrible. Um, I don't like that. And then also, too, I, I mean, to pay to be an extra just seems like 
I would feel like an asshole. I didn't pay thousands of dollars to be an extra. What, what the fuck? Excuse I, my I, friends. What the fuck is that? Well, no, so being this an is extra, my proper contract. It's like be, being an extra is cheap. That's only like a hundred or you know a hundred bucks. You don't have to pay a bunch to be an extra. I should get paid for being an extra, not pay to be an extra. What <laughs> okay, the that's what you get. You get paid for being an extra. Yeah. Even if you're not yeah. a union, right. you get paid. Yeah, yeah that's that's. And you're on the set with people who are getting paid, and you're like. You're sitting there like, yeah, I paid a thousand dollars to be here, and now, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just desperate. I hope, they, I hope you get in the sag line for lunch for that one. To me, that's just desperate. It's like, what are you gonna? Get? I mean, honestly, do you you you're not gonna get anything out of it. I mean, the only thing that would, I guess, it would make sense if you're about to die, and that's you just always wanted to be an extra in some shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I I can't understand. To me, the you know, I was an. I paid a thousand dollars to be an extra in some bullshit ass movie. Just seems silly to me. But you know, some people they think that's. I guess they think the director is going to be like, they're going to see them and go like, oh yeah, I'm gonna. You know what? You're going to be the star of my next project or something that's like exactly that. Exactly. You know, because so they used to so say, when you see the money, then let's talk. Should we make kind of a golden rule that look, yes. you pay ever pay. For a position in a project, unless you want to invest and you have dollars coming back in agreement, signed with your attorney, what have you, or however you, whoever you trust to look that over. I've recently ran across the same thing. I'm waiting for a payment for pay for my services, my acting in a movie, yep. a film, that um, I have not received a dime yet. I've spent gasoline to and fro. I, I, uh, was a director for um, uh, auditions for another movie that they're looking at making. Yep. Odette got involved in this, volunteered her service. They couldn't even provide dollars for to feed the people, the team that I put together. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And I'm still waiting. And I have found out that since then, the producer has made a movie and the director has made another movie. And still, again, if the agreement was when the movie is sold and they're bringing in these dollars and the, and the funds will be split. Well, we want to warn people. As an example, again, uh, sure, I got a credit, IMDb credit, and uh, I enjoyed it, but and some exposure. And I kind of opened the door. Actually, Gone Girl, if you know, it's kind of opened the door, uh, the door for me to... Uh, this other film, but still, again, these people have made two films now that I can pin down and looking to make more as we as I speak. And still, I haven't seen a dollar except well, they did pay for food, uh, restaurant food at the premiere, etc. Thank God. So you want to? You have more experience. You can. Uh, tell people what to look out for in that sense. So what kind of contracts should, what should be expected? Yep. I, and we will be also, definitely we will be talking about that as well. Yes, definitely one, what one to look our, for in your contract. One of what, our listeners. Actually read a contract. And, the, you know, like I said, rule of thumb is read, read it, get a lawyer to read it, then read it again. One of our listeners, uh, um, Lou Ray, she said that I did not know extras paid to be extras in a movie. <laughs> Let her know that they don't no. legitimate movies. They do not yeah. get paid to be in it. If if someone's making you pay to be an actor in a film and it's not your own film, right? It's a scam. Exactly. Right. That's what it is. 
And I actually had a situation with crowdfunding uh, a couple of years ago, back whenever I was getting into the whole entire sh- shenig- uh, yeah. shenanigans. Exactly. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I had this one guy on uh, stage 32. He kept on emailing me. Uh, he kept on asking me, uh, would you check out this site? It was for uh, crowdfunding. And uh, so I kept on telling him, you know, I'll check it out later, you know. But he kept on asking me would I help fund this film. And so uh, I gave him some money. And mind you, this was two years ago. Uh, I was supposed to get a poster with all the actors' signatures on it, a DVD, everything like that. <clears throat> no, never got it. No, that Are you pres- <laughs> you're presuming the film actually got made as well. It's like this is uh, this is something that is also another one of those financing scams that go on. It's like the I will give you this, and at the same time, the film never actually gets made. Yeah, exactly. And you got to you know, be very careful. Kente said a word that I think is really important. It's really important that people understand this. Desperation. Mm-hmm. Desperation yes. makes people make ignore their common sense. Not 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 really read things and not read between the lines of things. And again, as I said earlier, if it's easy and fast, there's something wrong. I'm not saying that everyone's career has to take the, the you know, the length that it would take a turtle. Everyone's career is different. Some people will move faster, some people will move slower. Everyone's different. However, it takes time, whether you like it or not, to have a career in this business. It takes time. And you have to accept that. And the stories that you hear about people that shot to fame, usually that's one in a million. And most of the time, if you actually look at those people's histories, they actually have already been in the business quite a while. It just is said in the media, oh, look, this person's a star now, and they just came out of nowhere. Actually, no. Um, <laughs> they've been around for 10 <laughs> years, if you just would do a little research. Yes. But, but being desperate and saying, well, you know, the desperation comes out of lack of knowledge because the Nobody really teaches the business of the business. And so people don't know what to do. And this looks fast and easy, and it's a shortcut. I might as well do this. And that's why they don't listen to the little voice in the back of their head go, that goes, in any, under, in any other industry, would this make sense? Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't, mm-hmm. it wouldn't make sense in any other industry, so why would it make sense here? Because they think acting is so different and doesn't require the same steps as everything else does. And it doesn't require all the same steps. You don't necessarily have to go to a four-year college to be an actor, but you have to have some training if you want you to be a successful to, one. Absolutely. Yeah. And you also have to uh, take the time to figure out the legitimate training courses that are available to you. It's absolutely. like you have to you have to realize that there are a lot of people who, it's like they do bogus training courses as well. Yes. Research your teachers before you go ahead and you sign the paper and say, yes, I will be taking this course. It's like, just like with any writer, any director, any actor, any model, it's like find out who your teachers are. What are their history? When... People are, uh, yes, people are desperate. They're desperate in the financing field. They're desperate in the modeling field. Even in the machinima world, they they want to, uh, it's like in all parts of the business, we all want to have the instant road. There isn't an instant road uh, for it. It's a time factor. And you have to build 
on it. Find out who the people are that you're working for. Research them. If somebody puts a deal in front of you or tells you that they have a something, do your, uh, it's like we're going to talk about doing our research and uh, stuff in just a little bit. But it's one of the ways that they also are able to prey upon it is because everybody wants to hear that they're talented. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to hear that they're, that special. they're special. Their movie is going to be made. They're some, it's like as a writer, you know, the greatest words that you ever hear is your movie is going to be made. Mm-hmm. And not uh, and as an actor, that you've got the it factor. You are the next so and so person. If it's child actor, you're the next. Please give me the name of the most recent Dakota child actor. Dakota Fanning. Okay, great. You're the next Dakota Fanning uh, up on the list. It's like uh, there you go. As an adult actor, it's like you know what? You are the next Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, it's like female uh, actors, it's like, you are the next Meryl Streep. We just found that person. You know, it's like the one that's going to be the legend, the new one. But they don't understand that Meryl Streep has been at this for years. Exactly. And And they don't realize that it's like it. Yes, it is talent that uh, that brings you there, but guess what? It's also connections. It's workability. It's so many aspects on that your uh, happen before then. Talent it's, is the last thing you need. You need it. Yeah. You do need it, but it's the last thing you need. There are so many things more important, and I always say to my actors that I coach, the first thing you need is patience and trust. They all hate it when I tell them that. And then I tell them the next thing you need is persistence. Those are the first two skills you need. Talent is the last thing on the list. And if you don't have the, the things before that, that's why all you see all these actors that don't work. And this is why it's also very hard funding out this industry. It's like from the funding point of view as well as from the actual breaking in point of view. You have to do the work. Yes. You have to do the work. I used to work at a, a place that, like, a, not a school school for actors, but a place where you could take classes and acting workshops to meet casting directors and things like that. There are many of them here in, in New York and many of them in L.A., and a lot of them are totally legitimate. And some people have problems with them, and that's okay. I think they serve a purpose. But nonetheless, what I found astounding when I used to speak to n- new actors was how many of them were offended by the fact that they had to pay for class, that they had to take a class. Many of them said, why can't I just get an agent? And I would have to explain to them, if you walked into a doctor's office and someone said to you, hey, look, I've never done this before. (laughs) But I really, I just know I'd be really good at it. So, you know, would you mind if I cut your chest open and did heart surgery on you? Because I just know I'd be really good at it. I said, you would never let that person touch you. Uh, I said, in any other industry, it doesn't work. And the same applies here. And I think if new actors can come into it with a little bit more realistic thinking, a little bit more business savvy thinking, they would be less susceptible to these scams because they just wouldn't make any sense to them. Exactly. That's where training is required. That's right. I have a question for the panel, uh, the situation, uh, and for the viewers, listeners, uh, put yourself in this position. You've been with an agency that you trust everything's been on the up and up they've found you a lot of work uh and everything's been legit and they also believe that you know you have to work through your agent they're the ones that's going to get you paid that's their job to find you work and make sure you're paid 
So I'm very happy personally with one of the agencies I'm signed with, but the same agency that I'm signed with actually stated in the email that drew myself uh, to go to St. Louis and audition for this scam, as we might as well identify it as. And there in their email, they said that that was going to be at the studio, the actual studio. Where actually it was at a hotel across the road from this well-known studio. So now I'm looking at my agency now in St. Louis and thinking, well, are they a part of the scam? Although they've been on the up and up, they've been around since the 1930s. And all of a sudden, was that just a typo? that she sent out to everyone that says, yes, um, it's the, you're going to have auditions at this well-known studio. So how does the person look and sort that out, AJ? Well, off and well, first off, if you're signed with an agent, if my I'm signed with two big agencies here in New York. If my mm-hmm. agents sent me on something that wound up being a scam, I would first, I would, I would call them. I would call my agent and say, look, this, this is a scam. What's going on? Now, whether they would be honest with me or not, I would hope that they would be, but I've been with my both my agents a long time, so I think they would be. But the first thing is to find out, did they get bamboozled? They're human. Yes. They make mistakes too. Mm-hmm. So it's very possible that they got pulled into something. It could be that it was about money and it just seemed like a good idea and they didn't really t- take any uh, time to really research it. It could it, it could be all kinds of reasons. But if my agent or manager recommended something to me that I found out to be a scam, I would immediately contact them because first off, I don't want the other signed clients to to fall victim to it. So I would want them to know immediately. Hey guys, call your other clients who you told about this. This is a bad idea. Here's why. Here's what I found out. And then I would go to find out why did you guys sign up for this or did you sign up for this? That would be how I would handle it. I plan on doing it face-to-face with the um, vice president of marketing. I want to talk to her face-to-face and show her what I found out. I thought that would be the best way, rather than a phone call. But I think that should Actually, be... Actually, it can be both. Absolutely. It can be both, yes. I could uh, definitely introduce what's going to be on the table and, uh, and, and take it from, uh, I guess, that point. The person, the spokesperson for this scam... Uh, had worked with the vice president in past years. She she grew up as a young actress, actor, uh, and finally then uh, going to these other competitions as a child. It almost appears that she took the same concept for, for especially children and older actors, what have you, and took the same concept, uh, concept of a well-known, um, should we say, co- uh, competition. That uh, if you've been in the child acting, what have you, it's a well-known one, very well represented. She took the same concept, got a hold of a friend within an agency that I'm, like I say, I'm assigned with. It almost looks like she was bam- bamboozled along with me and others. Uh, See, this is something, though, that you need to find out because, again, one of the things that is also uh, she could have used the fact that it was her childhood friend that was the reason as to why the agency trusted it without doing any research. But if this became a repeated act, also, I would be very wary of the agency and say, look, you know what, I need to cut ties. Yes, definitely. Um, Because, you know what, what, first time shame on you, second time shame on me. Exactly. 
And like I said, I cannot say enough. Do your research before you go ahead and you sign a contract. Before you go ahead and it's like everybody wants their stuff, as I said, done. They want to be the actor in front of the camera. They want to be the model. Uh, they want to be the next uh, famous model, next famous actor. They want their film uh, made. Realize that you read, read, read the agreement, send it to a lawyer, and then read the agreement again. <laughs> we, we have a question once again from Lou Ray, and she wants to know, uh, what's the going rate to be an extra and is there a website for legitimate managers and management companies? Um, I'll address that. This is AJ, known as Camila in real life. For I don't know the exact amounts, so please forgive me because I haven't done extra work in a very long time. Uh, there's non-union work and there's union work. Union work, you're always going to make more. That's just the way that it is. You do not have to be in, immediately in SAG-AFTRA to be a working actor. I just want to put that out there. A lot of people want to get into the union right away. Don't rush it. You don't have to, especially if you're, you're in a right-to-work state. But that's a whole nother conversation. Um, to be an extra in a non-union film, you could make as little... They can pretty much charge what they want because it's non-union. So you can make as little as $35 for a full day. But I know a lot of non-union people who make 100 and something bucks a day. And that's not bad. Some retired people are like, I'm fine with that. SAG is more. Um, I can't, cannot remember exactly what it is for SAG. Um, but it's definitely more, but it also depends on where it is and what genre you're doing. The, the, you make the least amount of money as an extra in, in SAG-AFTRA if you do film extra work. You make the least amount of money. I know that sounds crazy, but you would think you would make the most. You actually make the least. You make the most in commercial extra work commercial. in SAG-AFTRA. Yeah, you make the most in mm -hmm. commercial work. And then film falls in the middle. But they're all, they're all okay. And if you're in SAG-AFTRA, it can help you towards making your insurance and, and all those kinds of things and getting unemployment for downtimes and, all, you know, things that can definitely help you out. And there's nothing wrong with doing extra work, especially when you're starting out, just to get an idea how things work. But um, if you're hoping to make a lot of money as an extra, there are some people who are professional background actors. That's all they do. You know, you'll yep. see them. On, like, if you look on Grey's Anatomy, there's a, a, a woman who plays one of the nurses in the operating room. She's Asian. She's, like, in her like, early 50s. She's on every episode. I don't know. We don't know her name. We never. We almost never see her whole face because she has the mask on. But, <laughs> but, she, but she is in almost every single episode. So she, she probably makes her living just working on Grey's Anatomy. And there's nothing wrong with that. But that's probably all she'll ever do, and she might be fine with that. So you can make anywhere from as little as $35, maybe even less in non-union, to upwards of 100 and something. SAG, it'll be more. SAG will be probably, I think, for extra work, will start at 100 and something and work its way up to about two something, depending on what you're doing, like 250 in commercials for, for an eight-hour period. But if you're in SAG after and you go over that eight hours, you get more it's money. It's time and a half. It's time and a half. If you're non-union, they can work you for as long as, as they can work you. Yep. So and you can be there 12 hours, and if you're, if you're scheduled to, if you're contracted to be paid $80, it doesn't matter if you're there 5 hours, 8 hours, or 12 hours, you're going to get paid $80. But also something as, uh, as valuable as uh, even little bit of paid money or, get, say, getting paid a lot, too. Think about the credits as well. I mean, credits will help you out with your career. 
absolutely, you don't always do something for the money. Very often you do something for, you know, to start filling up that resume and yes. to start showing people that you obviously are dedicated, you're, 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 you're persistent, you, you've been on the set a few times, so you obviously, you'll know, yeah, you'll know how to take direction, you know how things work on the set, you'll know some of the lingo on the set. I always tell actors that I coach, if you want to be a working act, principal actor, principal meaning speaking roles, you don't want to do too much extra work for too long, because what can happen is that after a while, you start to be seen as that. Not all the time, but you know, it's, people don't have the time to, to think. The, the, the industry is moving too quickly. They don't have the time to go, you know, Jim, he's been doing this extra work for a long time. Let's give him a speaking role. It, it, nobody has time to do that. And yes, you might get bumped up on the set. That does happen. Doesn't happen a whole lot. But then you better be able to perform and have had training and, and be able to know what you need to do in order for when that time does come you're ready to go but but yes absolutely at uh, credits on your resume are just as good as getting paid of course it's nice to get both <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly um, should we cover um aj or olaf ken on the uh, on sag astra what have you is some uh, uh, what the qualifications are now i know they've changed over the years since i was reading back in the uh, 80s uh, trying to get to, uh, you know, I had a, sp a couple sponsors. Back then, I think it needed two sponsors and so many readings at least and then so many, so much time. Actually, it's a constant change in regards to that it depends on the contract years. Yeah, and it also doesn't really do with the, the subject we're talking about today, but I think we could definitely do another talk about, For about, sure, the, about, that. about the unions. Yeah. And about right-to-work states because things have changed. Um, yeah, because, you know, I guess the point I want to make is that they should not be afraid of scamming uh, with SAG or ASTRA. Uh, that most of the, that's legitimate. Uh, they're going to be locked in, good representation, what have you. Well, another and, thing is, is being a union actor or being a union uh, represented by a guild or a union, which depends upon what uh, every organization is considered to be. And Olaf, you'd agree with this uh, too as well, that... Um, I hope that yeah. it, it, it's like it, when you're talking about unions, they are there to protect their workers. So right. if something is a fraud, they are there to protect the uh, the actual representative and associate, or you'd hope that they are there to protect them. Yeah, that's what you pay your dues for. <laughs> so you, would, you would hope that they would that that the union would have. The union should have your best interests at heart, not not whoever's trying to make the movie or whatever. They're going to they're they're the union's out for you, not for not for the other people. Absolutely. And if you call SAG after from the set and say, "Guys, you know something's wrong here," they will get somebody there so quickly. If it's a yeah. SAG after project, they will get somebody there so quickly it'll spin your head. <laughs> yeah, in Actra, it's like it, the Oslo is literally painted to the set 99% of the time right. to make sure that the uh, that the agreement and rules are followed Absolutely. and you constantly have an Oslo that you, becomes uh, in both SAG and AFRA as well as ACTRA I believe that's what they call it also for the states as well you, an Oslo? I've never heard of that word before 
<laughs> Basically, they're the people who it's like they're the representative of the union or guild that comes there and they're like, oh, whoa, this does not sound kosher or, you know, why have my people not had uh, their their proper meal breaks? Right. Um, things like that. They are the people who are the, over, uh, what I call the overlords of yes. the... <laughs> they are. There's, there's an, uh, another thing, too, that I want to address. Okay. And I noticed that this has been happening a lot too. Just because you're in a room with someone who's famous doesn't mean it's going your career is going to somehow magically take off. And I noticed that there's these things that they're to me they're scams even though they may not technically be scams where they have these I don't know if they're conventions or whatever where you pay all this money and then there's like oh yeah you're going to get a basically you'll get a photo op with you know, some director or something where you can't really speak to the person, but pay you, the pitch. right. It's not even pay to pitch. It's you wow. just basically get a photo with, uh, you know, uh, Joel Schumacher or some bull, you know, like j- just some, some, you know, just, and it makes people feel like they're part of the industry when they're really not. Or, you know, I noticed like these people like, Oh yeah, I went, um, I went down to Miami and they had this such and such festival and they had these people who they made movies back in the eighties and they, I have all these pictures with, you know, people who made movies in the eighties and, you know, I'm like, well, did you, how did that help your career? Like you just wasted a bunch of money. You, you just got pictures on Facebook or Instagram, you know, it's like, to me, that's a waste. If that's not going to help your career any, I don't no. think I don't think no casting director is going to say, "Oh, you took a picture with Al Pacino." Oh yeah, we're going to hire you for this movie. Yeah, like, Photobomb by Association, right? Like, it, it's, I like that. It's, Photobomb by Association. It's so asinine to me. And then then they have these people that they they get you by. Oh, we have these red carpet events where these people are going to come and all of this. And I know people who've been to out here, especially in L.A., they go to all these red carpet events. They're always, oh, this is the red carpet for this and that. And they ain't nowhere closer to having a career than, you know, it's like those things are, don't yeah. mean anything. You know, if if that was if that was the case, my career would have jumped so much already. Uh, I don't even care about all, Rich. all the conventions uh-huh. and the pictures. The pictures that I've got with, oh, uh, well, I've got pictures with Rooker and and, and Norman Reedus and uh, you know I, uh, a lot of and and you know Greg Nicotero. You know, I mean, a lot of the Walking I, Dead people. If that was the case, you know, I got pictures. Of, I know it's, it means uh, nothing. It, you know. All you're doing is it's a it's a photo op, and if you pay for a photo op at one of the conventions or like that red carpet event, you literally can have enough time to walk in and go, "Hi, nice to meet you." Click, get out. I That's I, it. I absolutely <laughs> yeah. I live in Los Angeles. I absolutely give two shits about a red carpet event. The only time I would care about is if it's something that I'm doing personally or a friend. Other than that. It you know, it doesn't help your career. Even if you're at a photo op and Steven Spielberg's there, you're not gonna you know you're not. Would you gonna walk up to him and he's gonna hire you? Like you know, right. Pete. They but these that's what people think, Kente, right? And they don't they don't want to admit it. They want the end product, but they don't want to do the steps that get there. Mm-hmm. They, like I I put a picture recently on Instagram and Facebook of me and Tom Selleck. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, and and some people are like, oh my god! I'm like, 
I have been on Blue Bloods now. I think it was my, I'm not sure. I think it was my 12th time. I, and that was the first time I went to him. He knows me now. But I did not go to him before this and say, can I take a picture with you? <laughs> you know? but, but, but this time I said, okay, I, I can do it now. I've earned the right, That's right. to do it now. You work with I've him. been working my ass off. I've been on the show. They all know me now. So it's okay. And, and so, yes, I can use that now. Like I can send, let's say I say a, send a postcard or an email, and maybe I want to yep. kind of let people in the industry know what I'm up to. And I'm like, hey, guys, I just did this commercial a couple of weeks ago, just did um, Blue Bloods again, here's me and Tom Selleck. It can help me in that way, but not. it's not going to give me anything instantly. It's going to work in combination with all the other work that I do. But in in of itself, it will never give you fame. It never will. Mm-hmm. You, no, tell, to me, because you, you actually worked with him, so that makes sense. But there, there's these people who think somehow by taking a photo with somebody that they randomly see. And sometimes you can see it on the person's face that they really don't yes. want to be taking the picture. I, I, I would delete those <laughs> where the, the person's look on their face is like, oh, let's get this over when is with. this going to be over? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do you yeah. see the look on the, on, I'm like, I'd be like, did you see the look on his face? Delete that <laughs> picture. He yeah, looks like he'd rather many, be anywhere many, else. They, they just want, they want it so badly and they want it now. And so that desperation makes them think that they can somehow skip all these steps and it's going to be different for them right well it's as i said it's for example when i was asking also another major one that has happened in the industry that i want people to be aware is the pay to pitch Mm -hmm. or pay to audition right uh, one it's like this is a very very well-known scam and it's something that basically is the really base model of the we are going to allow you for x amount of dollars to stand in front of these people to pitch a project or to audition in front of them and they will decide that whether we take you on as a client yes or no right mm-hmm. or sleep and- or sleep with someone to to get that opportunity as well. Correct. They don't advertise that. Yeah. They definitely don't. uh, That's not part of the advertising. They're advertising the, uh, I'm going, it's like, I am going to get your film in front of these important financial people or these important agent people that are able to get you further in the biz. It's like, all you have to do is pay $1,000, They do not give you who it is that you are pitching to. That's a sign already. And uh, so then you basically are being uh, a lot of times pitched through Skype or through a, you know, third party, not even face-to-face meeting uh, with them. A lot, uh, sometimes it's you get the privilege of having to be able to fly over there and pitch to them face to face with regards to it. And you're not sure who you're pitching to. You can be pitching to the janitor, the secretary, the, you know, the person's mother-in-law who decided to sit down at this one, Uh, anybody who they dress up and they could tell them it's like, absolutely go ahead and, you know, just pretend to ask some intelligent questions in case anybody asks, you know, just rehearse a couple of questions with them. And, of course, you're thinking, wow, I just uh, pitched in front of these great financiers. And then suddenly they, you receive the phone call. Well, you know, we don't really feel that the project was appropriate for us. <laughs> and you feel right. like boo-boo the fool. Well, some of those 
and, and it really depends on what you're talking about. Some of those are legit. Some of them are not. If Correct. They, if they're telling you, if they're not telling you who you're going to be in front of, that's already a red flag already to me. Yes, and giving the bios of who it is. And giving the bios of who it is. And and yes, I do, I, and this is why I don't have a problem with the casting workshops that, that actors go to. I don't have a problem with them per se. I've gone to them myself because that's the way of getting in front of casting directors so they can start to get to know me personally. I don't do it expecting to get a role, uh, an audition straight out of it. It's For me, it's about establishing relationships. And that's the way actors need to look at those. Yeah. This is a way for somebody to not know who I am today. And it's six months when I've seen them maybe two or three times. Now they know me, and now they know my work, and now they know my capabilities, and blah 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 blah. And now that they don't, they know I'm not crazy. They know that I'm professional. They know that I know how to take direction, so that they can take the risk of bringing me into a room in front of the person that's hired them, and bring them, bring me in front of them, and they know that I'm going to do a good job and make them look good. And I don't have a problem with paying for those because it's their time. I don't think they should do it for free. Their time is just as valuable as anyone else's. So, of course, they should get paid a reasonable amount of money to do those. So and I those are legit. And those are totally legit. I mean, <laughs> are, there, are there times that you still have to do your research? Because I've seen, because let me tell you, a lot of these places, they will they will say, oh, this person working on this, worked on this, worked on this. And then if you take a look, they haven't been casting in six months. Because casting directors are freelance guys, by the way, unless you're at ABC, NBC, or Fox, or CBS. They're freelance for the most part. So they don't always work either. So you, so they're trying to make up and make some money, you know, so they're doing a workshop, but they're not currently casting anything. So do your research. Are they currently casting something? You know, or, you know, or, or are they between they jobs? It? Or what have they cast, but also are they casting now? Or they could be in between jobs, and that's fine, because maybe you're getting them while times are quiet, and they'll bring you in when times are back. But are they are they actively casting? If they haven't cast in a year, you may not want to audition and be in front of that casting director. Maybe you should put your money on someone else who is. But do your research. Find the people, the shows that you want to be on, the people you want to work with, and find out who the casting people are, and the assistants and the associates. And then go to the workshops with those people. You can learn something, which is good. It's always good to learn something. You can learn something from them if they're good and know what they're, what they're talking about. Not always, but it's about making connections and relationships. Now, the pitch for the, the pay-to-pitch things, that gets a little bit more dicey. There are yeah. legitimate ones. There are contests. There are a lot of contests out there that, that are legitimate that you can do that you get like to actually... Chef. Exactly. And there's NBC has them now. ABC has mm-hmm. them. So, so there are ways out there to get your ideas in front of people that are legitimate <coughs> do your damn research please yeah. research. Yes. that's everything right there everything yeah and also don't take people at their face value this is something that eh, it's like a it's like I know that they say, um, you know it's like we should be trusting of people in this industry um, We've even had people who have said to me as distributors, it's like, uh, I will I will paraphrase them, I will not name them by name, but they said, look, you know what, a lot of people are out there to scam you and I am no different. Hmm. I, it's just what kind of way that they will, uh, they will do it. How will they, how they will get you to part with your money. How you will get you, you to part with your money, exactly. You know. And they're not saying that they are scam artists, because no, this is the difference. I understand that when they were talking about that, they were saying that it's like we want to 
buy the product for very little, so therefore we will negotiate with you for the least amount. So you will feel cheated. However, it's like um, they are no different. I just want to mention something that, that, that's out there. There's a new um, form of business that's a new model in movies that's starting to happen. It started with um, a few movies, including um, <sighs> Con- The Conjuring. Yes. And then its sequel. My friend played one of the leads in the sequel, Annabelle. He played the husband. And we talked about it. And, and, and now there's this new system that's coming up to, to help movies save money, which is understandable, that a lot of the people, not just the cast, but a lot of the people uh, on the production side are getting very, very little up front um, yes. to get the movie made. And then they, depending on how the movie does, they get more on the back end. Back, yep, back end and pointing exactly back end and pointing but not everybody gets points and, and but it's a very different model but up front these people are not making a lot of money but my friend did the movie even in, despite that or in spite of that because it was the sequel to the conjuring there was a built-in audience you know yes. it, it would be insane for him not to have done it you know he he probably didn't make a ton of ton of money on it he probably did okay. People probably think, oh, he made millions of dollars. No, he didn't. But I tell you one thing, he got into a lot more offices in L.A. and in New York afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, have gotten them before. You know who made a, a ton of money doing that was uh, Ethan Hawke in the, that first um, The Purge where he yes. took almost nothing. Yes. And then he made a ton of money because that movie was like a huge hit. So, right. yeah, that's a, yeah. That's but he a, was a star, so mm-hmm. he could command a bit more than my friend mm-hmm. is relatively, quote, unquote, unknown. So it depends on where you are in the industry because then you can command more depending on how much. Um, of, pull you have. How much pull you have, exactly. But there are, there, are, there are things out there that are legitimate that may look odd because things in the industry are changing. So do your research and find out what's going on and, and speak to somebody, get an opinion, get speak to your agent, your manager, a lawyer. If you don't have an agent or manager, find a lawyer, you know, find out if this is something worth doing. Yeah. In, in the virtual world, is it any different? No. Because we, the, the worst part about the virtual world, and Olaf, would you agree with this, is that we don't know who's behind the mask, who's That's behind right. the avatar. Right. That's true. Can we can we give some? Um, we're talking about the scamming now. Can we give some pointers to those listeners, and viewers, of what to look out for in an agency? I know there's like they want you to sign. They want to give you so much for the uh, for doing the headshots. They want they want to charge you for classes, uh, maybe two or three levels where you can build up. We is can you point out? I mean, I feel certain legitimate uh, legitimate things. Are legitimate, but from the panel, can you point out le- the legitimacy that anyone in- looking into wanting to be an actor or a model or entertainer, or what have you, signing with an agency, for example? Because there's so many uh, scam agencies out there just want to get in and get your money, come in audition, do the interview, pay me a thousand dollars, five hundred dollars, we'll do your headshots. So, what is legitimate uh, in your opinions? I have I have three words that will uh, help with that: research, research, research. <laughs> yes, Google is your friend. I always say to people, Google is your friend, and ain't no legitimate 
especially no SAG after franchise agency or legitimate manager will ever ask for money up front, ever. They Correct. only get money when you get paid. An agency gets 10%, a manager can get anywhere from 15 to 20%. Yeah, That's exactly. it. And they only get it once you get a job and you get paid for that job, then they get their cut off of your gross, not your net. Uh, so it doesn't matter, you know, if you made $600, your agent gets $60. I don't care how much taxes were taken out, they get their $60. So if anyone asks you for money up front to become part of the agency, that's that's a scam. If they say you need new headshots, that may be legitimate. But if they say it needs, to, it can only be this photographer, that's yeah. a scam. Yeah, that's you, a you, you should have the freedom. You want to. Exactly, you have the freedom of even taking the pictures yourself. It's no, like I would not. I would not recommend that. No, not recommend <laughs> it. But you do have the freedom of finding the photographer of your choosing. Absolutely. There are certain agencies that it's like. Um, for example, for younger talent, because children change so quickly That's in true. their look, it's like they, it, you know, a lot of times they will accept a less than professional photo uh, to be done That's of that child. Because they know children change and, and within a month, yes. the child yeah. But yeah. Children are very different than adults. But once a grown-up, you definitely want to have the options of photographers. Yes, it's nice that they want to suggest them, but you definitely want to pick also and take a look around and also view this photographer's work. How many times have they worked with the agency? Um, what they consider to be a headshot because personal experience, I had one headshot that was an actual headshot and one headshot that included my boobs. Well, and I was like, I didn't realize that my breasts were included as part of my head. Well, a headshot can go all the way down to the body, depending on, on, on what your look is. If you're a dancer, you might want a full body shot. Correct. Um, and right. and I, I, as an actor, have had shots of my body as well as my head. Now it's just my head. But it Correct. depends on the photographer. But get recommendations from other people. Um, look at other people. I always tell people, tell actors, find five, three to five photographers you like who do headshots. And make sure that people, no, I'm sorry, people who do portraits and people who do things, that, that yes. doesn't mean they know how to do actors' headshots. There is a difference because a person who does actors' headshots knows what is looked for in a headshot. Exactly. And so find those people and then this is what I always tell people, go meet them because if you don't feel comfortable with that person, your headshots will come out like crap. I don't care what you do. So meet the meet the people. Make sure you have a good vibe with them, a good a good connection with them. And then, if you're a woman, does is makeup and hair included? Do they do the hair and makeup? Are they good at it? Do they have a makeup person that they use? How much is the makeup person? Can you bring your own makeup hair person? You know, does that makeup hair person know how to do for headshot photography? All those things you have to investigate before you get your headshots done. But if your agent recommends and it's legit agent and they say hey we have some photographers we really like their stuff absolutely look into it absolutely look into those photographers yeah and, I, I just recommend uh, bringing your own home photos I mean if a, you brought an agency a picture of you doing a duck face selfie uh, you probably wouldn't you know, they probably like send you out of is the key I believe it's just, exactly so um, and check out the reputation of the photographer of the uh, and again checking out the reputation of photographer and agency to make sure that there is not a kickback go situation going on with 
who they're recommending. They're recommending them because they're good. That's right. There's something else that in 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 line with what what to look out for. There are programs out there that are for two weeks, one week, and all that. And you know, for kids, they have programs that are a couple of weeks. But the those contests that are one day, where like it's modeling and talent, and it's all one day, and you're going to get seen by a million people, but there's like hardly any training involved. That mm-hmm. that's such a super red flag for me because the yes. different programs that are out there, they're usually over a couple of weeks. Um, or if they, yep. they'll say we're, we're, we're a two day program, but here's what you'll get. But I, and this is what I want people to understand. Even if you find a legitimate program that is, uh, something that you like and you get a lot out of it, which I hope you do, you learn, I hope you do, you get to meet people in the industry and they get to know you. That's still no guarantee of anything. That's still no guarantee. You're, it's still your obligation to stay in contact with those people because people will forget. They're not going to remember you because they see a million pictures a day. But mm-hmm. just know that even something legitimate does is not a guarantee. People want a guarantee. I'm sorry, there are none in this industry. There aren't in anything, but especially in this industry. So if you see a program that's very it, – it moves very quickly. In, in other words, you, you know, you're not going to do much, but then all of a sudden you're in front of 20 people. Or they guarantee that it's going to get you an agent, an agent or guarantee that it's going to get you seen or we guarantee that something is going to happen with it. Run. That's a four-letter word. Yeah. Guarantee yeah. in this particular case is a four-letter word. Yeah. You know, there's an, another part of it too, the uh, dark side of Hollywood. And uh, this is the game that they run on women too. Um and I, I, you know, I, I wanted you ladies to take a moment to talk about some of the things they do uh, that, you know, that are like basically sexual harassment and stuff. They haven't proven anything yet. They, they haven't. They haven't. Pr- they don't have solid proof on me yet. So I'm still, I'm still okay. Kinte, could you go a little bit? Could you describe a little bit more what what you're talking about? Because I'm not quite sure what you mean. Um. Well, there's, you know, like I said, there's casting d- directors who, you know, they compromise women as far as, you know, wanting the them to couch process. the casting couch. There's the casting couch. There's, um, there's also um, sometimes I've heard where they've asked they'll ask women to, to to send naked pictures of themselves supposedly for a movie where they might they saying that there might be nudity or something like that, but it that's just you know a scam as well. I mean, there, there's, you know, there's a lot of guys, you know, there's guys that have quote unquote power because they can potentially get you in parts and they use it to, you know, to, um, uh, you know, I, I give you a good example. Like, um, I, um, I know some, a young lady who, who, um, she worked for a production, she worked for a production company and the guy that runs it is like a scum, is a scumbag. And he, you know, he would, you know, he would always uh, send her suggestive texts. And I mean, this is something that he does to every woman. You know, he hires only be- like real beautiful women and then he basically propositions them. And I mean, this goes on so much. And there's so many of them that are willing to play along in that game, too. You know, so that's why they feel empowered to just keep that going on and on. Right. And that that definitely goes mm-hmm. on. Actually, if I if I had got her on there, she could go on and on about you know the different things she goes through as a young lady. Who, you know, she's a, a pretty young lady who 
who is always uh, propositioned by just about every guy she works with, you know, in the business. Wow. Well, I've never had that problem. I'm a character actor. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not breaking any mirrors, but I, I just, I just don't get that from men. Men don't go after me that way, which is absolutely fine with me. Um, I've never had that issue. Um, I've known a very few women that have had that issue. Um, maybe because in the New York market, you know, it's a very small market. Um, you know, the, the business is actually quite smaller than people think, and so reputations, you know, move very quickly. I mean, I just read yesterday in Variety that Harvey Weinstein has been. You know, he was arrested because apparently he groped somebody, you know, but it's Harvey Weinstein. You know, this isn't anything new, you know, so if a person's a perv, they're a perv. Um, but the, the, the industry can, of course, attract more of that because, like you said, Kente very perfectly, is because there, as long as there are women out there who will allow it to happen um, out of the, mm -hmm. the belief that they're going to get something for their careers out of it, then 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 men and women, by the way, and the men aren't the only ones who mm -hmm. do this, men and women who, who, who do these harassing things will keep getting away with it. I mm. have not heard many stories myself, but that doesn't mean that they aren't out there. I'm sure that they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're out there. I'll bet they are, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, oh. the, uh, it's like they also become, some of them, fronts for other things, yes. I yes. think there's, a, there's another platform we should address, especially right now, which is really has opened up the acting and what have you, jobs within the um, industry. And this is social networking. Mm -hmm. But you, there are there are traps in social networking. Uh, yes, I think I also spoke of, of it uh, earlier. Um, the agency we're with in St. Louis, they they do, as part of your basic fee, you, uh, they give you a headshot and they make sure you're connected to one of the, the national... Um, uh, should we say uh, agencies contacts with on social networking on their blog so it seems to be working uh, in a good sense for us as far as contacts so we get these contacts daily uh, through emails or for um, when you're texting on your phone where you definitely see roles that um, uh, that are available so I think that's a positive. I haven't found any negatives. I thought it might open the, the table up to uh, see the Earl's experience, Ken, uh, AJ, and Olaf uh, on the social networking aspect. Well, if anybody can get your money, they're going to try to find a way to get your money. Mm -hmm. um, on talent watchers, I've seen... Uh, you know, oh, make two thousand dollars, eight thousand dollars a day, and I'm like, what kind of crap is this? You know, so, <laughs> so, so you can find that you can find that anywhere, and it's just another means of them to find people. Mm -hmm. So again, it's the same thing as before. Just do your research. Don't click on any links that you don't know. If, if I get something on Facebook that I don't recognize or is a, an ad that seems kind of weird to me, what I will do is I will go to Google and look it up, but I won't yeah. click on the link. Yeah. So, so I think so. And but social media can be useful. But you know, even on LinkedIn, you can find people who are trying to scam. And they're they're everywhere. You have to be vigilant. Just just like just like you are with everything else. And also, too, when you find out something's a scam, or if you've been scammed, share the knowledge so that yes. other people won't fall into it. Yeah. LinkedIn sure is a great resource for that. So is. Um, like I said, places uh, like Stage 32 is also great to talk yep. about uh, scam operations. Um, there are so many places that you can do, but another thing that 
a lot of people, the reason why we're talking about this subject is it's one of those, oh my God, hidden, uh, hidden shame uh, type things because they feel, oh, well, I was taken, therefore, or I was attempted to be taken, so therefore I say nothing at all about it. Well, it's embarrassing. And, 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 and that's understandable. But if you can help somebody not go through what you've gone through, please do. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. But you know what? Some people don't listen. Um, I had a young girl who, a very young girl, like in her early teens, who she she was so excited to tell me how she was, because she always wanted to be an actor and she knew I was an actor. And she said, I'm, I'm setting up for this competition. And I, and I said, really? have you studied and are you, you know, I mean, children don't necessarily have to study acting. A lot of children don't have to, especially when they're very young. They're natural. But um, there's nothing wrong if they get some training to kind of understand how the camera works and, and what a slate is and just some basic things. So when she told me, when I asked her, well, what is it you're signing up for? And she told me, I said, oh, Jesus, I need to talk to your dad. And she said, why? I said, because, sweetie, it's a scam. And, and so... Her older sister texted her father, and he wrote back and said, I've done research. It's fine. And I'm like, I've been acting for 18 years, dude. <laughs> if, if somebody said to me, if I was going to learn something in an industry that I did not know, if I was going to play, learn to play golf, and I was going to work with, work with this golf school. With the, some, like the Arnold Palmer School of the, Golfing. Right, exactly. And <laughs> someone who had been professionally golfing for 20 years said you don't want to go there I would absolutely say okay tell me why I would still make my decision based upon all the information I had at hand but I would first say okay well you've been doing this a long time so if you're telling me this I should at least listen they weren't interested she went and did it she said it was great but I'm pretty I'm pretty close to positive because I know quite a few people have gone through this program and I won't mention any names of what it is um, unless you guys think I should, but um, but I know for a fact that the the number of people who have actually had something positive happen out of it, or maybe zero point zero point zero one percent out of all the people who've ever been in the program, and none of the legitimate agents and managers that I know of would ever ever dare be involved. And so the chances of her getting anything positive out of it are not only bad, but if somebody does sign with her and they're not totally legitimate, then when a casting director sees where the casting director, when that, when that agent goes to that, cat, goes to that casting director and says, hey, can you bring Susie in for this project for Disney, they'll see what agency she's with and they'll be like, no, we don't work with them. Because mm-hmm. we know them or we know that what they're associated with, they just won't. So, you know, it's it just amazes me. So parents, be ever vigilant, especially with the stuff for kids. Do your research. I'm going to say that over and over and over again <laughs> until people want to throw up. But you know, it, there's a lot of there's a lot of bad stuff out there. Ask someone. Find out. Go to Google and look it up. And put put the word scam with it. Put whatever the program is scam. And see if anything comes up. And then see. And then read it. You know. And then read yep. all the good stuff too. And you know, see if it's legitimate. Or find sometimes there are people, and in that vein, there are also people who it's like they will gripe even at a legitimate thing because they just didn't. It and, and turned into a sour grapes that particular deal. But you can usually read that though. Exactly. In between the lines. If, uh, yeah, if you're reading the uh, tw- uh, like the one scam versus twenty good. Right. 
then you can uh, you can kind of understand where you're going with that. Right. Um, I would pony off of that as well of saying the first thing that you do when you are offered or you're looking at something, it's not only do you research only via Google, try and find people who have actually gone through it as well. Absolutely. Don't, yes. uh, don't just legitimately say, well, they look great on paper because that's another thing is that a lot of them make complete dummy websites. Um, I had a financing scam that happened that way where I had the person dead to rights. I called CSIS. I called MI5. Unfortunately, because I was not taken as part of the scam, they did not uh, go ahead and follow through on it, even though we had a phone number and a meeting all set up at the time for it. But uh, basically what it was with the scam uh, operation, um, they actually did a clone site. And if you went onto the site, absolutely, you would think that this was the company until we got in contact with the real company and said, okay, um, you realize that somebody's cloned your site. Wow. And we were fortunate enough at the time not to have actually done the meeting with them, but that doesn't necessarily pose for anything at this point in, at that point in time because they if somebody else was to do work with them uh, they would have seen this dummy site thought great you know that it does look legitimate and absolutely you know what it's like there are all of these great things WordPress and GoDaddy and all of that that you can create an entire website looks and it looks absolutely yeah. fantastic and legit there and you know what I'm not saying that every website is so please so please Keep in mind, uh, when I'm saying this, it's like there are cloned websites. You have to realize this in advance. So don't only go by a website. Go by doing your research on the actual people that are involved. Go ahead and make a few phone calls. It's like if they say, for example, that they were corporate represent you know, corporate sponsors to the Red Cross Foundation. For example, call up the Red Cross Foundation. Say, look, these people are claiming to be one of your sponsors or donors. How was the experience working with them right. on there? You may find out they're going, I'm sorry, what? Or we can't share that information, but we can confirm, yes, they were one of our donors. Right. Yeah. 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 That makes a lot you of sense. The... Probably the worst worst scenario, and we should caution people who want to be models, males, females, actors, yes. what have you. Uh, is this human trafficking, slave trafficking that is taking place internationally that uh, Odette well knows well about? We've associated now with uh, some of the agencies worldwide yes. being an endorsement for a film that she's doing on human trafficking. Uh, so this is something that I want, especially the young ladies and men, uh, when they talk about travel, uh, to become a model or an entertainer, what have you, overseas, this is where it really gets bad. Now, naturally, they're bringing people from other parts of the world to the United States, and you find them locked in basically to a place where they become belly dancers or prostitutes. So you've got to be very cautious, males and females, when uh, someone approaches you on that basis. I think I would be more scared of that as a young person uh, wanting me to engage in, uh, in, into something overseas or on a 
on a, on a boat, uh, a cruise ship. Uh, some I understand they're they're selling it. Once you get a cruise ship, you may not get back off uh, in the in the United States. <laughs> so right. that's something that people should be uh, con- uh, look into and be concerned over if it gets to that point. Uh, you know. And Olaf, you were telling me uh, at one point in time that also. Uh Someone who you knew also, uh, your daughter, uh, that they were talking about in terms of talent, in terms of the modeling agencies. Oh, well. yeah, that was uh, that was my oldest daughter, and it was like they had this. Oh, come and come in, and we'll take a and uh, audition, or you know, come in uh, for this thing, and they look at you and oh yeah, you'd be a great model, uh, and you can get started in like the modeling classes and stuff and it's $500 to start off with and I was like well for starters I don't have the 500 in my pocket so I don't think we're going to do this and it turned out it's just one of these things It's it, it was another one of these well known uh, things where they try to get a bunch of people in and uh, you might get work from it but you might not in other words Yes, you know, she had a pretty face. Uh, okay, yeah, we can get you work. But, you know, it was starting out at 500 And it probably would have gone up from there for other classes and stuff because you had to do the get the headshots and stuff. And that was just 500 to start out with. And I just said, no, we're not going to do this. I, it, I just didn't get a good feel from it. And at the time, they, you know, she went in and, and, I don't know, talked to them. And they, uh, she was in front, went in front of some people. And and then a few days later, I had to go out of town on business. And I get a uh, get a phone call. And I go, well, they said they really want her to come in and, and start this. But they got to have $500 to start with. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm six hours away. There's nothing I'm going to do about it right now. We'll talk about it when I get home. And then when I got home, I was like, no, nah, I just don't have a good feeling about this. So, most likely, it would, uh, I can't remember the name of it. I mean, it's a, local, it's a local outfit, and, you know, they've been doing it for years, and that could have possibly turned into something. But I just kind of like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going, we're not going to do this. You know, I'm so glad you said that they've been around a long time, but quite a few of them have. And mm-hmm. the reason they can last, besides the fact that people keep falling for it, is because every once in a blue moon, somebody gets something out of it and then eventually becomes famous. But they didn't become famous because of that. They just happened to be there and and fell for the same scam, or their parents did. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know one of them still says, oh, Katie Holmes was part of our thing. That's not what made Katie Holmes a star. You know what I'm saying? So, but but they will they will advertise it. Even the legitimate places here in New York, the acting websites, I've seen them say, hey, like my friend, uh, my friend Matt, um, Matt Bagori, um, I've known him quite a few years. He was on Orange is the New Black, and now he's on How to Get Away with Murder. Mm-hmm. And Matt... Um, one of these places, the legitimate places where you can take classes and casting director workshops, had started saying, "Hey, Matt McGorry, you know, he 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 was here and see and look what had happened to him now." But he didn't do anything really there with them. He he didn't 
become a star because of that that program of the casting director workshops he went with there. He didn't get a direct thing from there. <clears throat> but the way they word it, you would think that because of them, Matt is where he is today. That's the way that they word it because that's what brings – because if you just say, hey, guys, you know, Matt – Matt has been working at this for years and he's been taking classes and studying with one of the best teachers and he's been studying with him for five years and he does he did this and he did that and he did this and he did that, including coming in here. So, you know, this could be part of what you can do to help create your career. People don't want to hear that. People want to hear, well, I want my straight shot. What's the straight shot? And so, you know, he's had to say to them, guys, you got to take this off your website. This isn't what happened, <laughs> you know. They still, they still. Every once in a while, they'll put it back up. But he knows too many people, so we'll, we'll, Matt is up again. Contact your agent. <laughs> right. Yeah. And this is why it's like a, one of the things that each and every one of us, even in in SL wise or in the machine world, the virtual world, voiceover acting, it's like we all know that again, it's like there is one uh, section that is still being very new about it. What's and that? it's like the uh, the fact of anonymity that yes. we get to hide behind our avatars. Right. It does not necessarily mean that there isn't scams that have gone on. Um, I want you to raise money for this company and the and for this charity, and then when you find out that uh, they've never been associated with that charity. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's why I make sure that, like, I've been involved with Relay for Life um, and One Billion Rising, so I make sure that the organizations, the charitable organizations I've been working with in Second Life are legitimate. Again, yeah. you have to you have to really, you know, I knew people, so I knew that they were legitimate, so I knew they wouldn't be bringing me into something that was scammy, and um, and also I knew that, you know, I did my research, and so I, I didn't mind volunteering my time to, to helping because it was for, for a good cause, and it's kind of sad when it's for a good cause, because people are doing it out of the goodness of their heart, and you're trying to scam money out of them, that's, to me, that's the worst. Yes. And places like, for example, you know, they made mention of the fact of Make-A-Wish Foundation and, you know, Red Cross and all of those places. It's like where there is legitimate organizations in there that I will say that are amazing charities in Second Life that you definitely want to get involved in. Yeah. Prime example for myself is Rock Against Hunger. Right, which is an actual real life as well as virtual world organization, and they feed starving children all over the world. But the idea, the idea is that in the virtual world as well as actors, you want to make sure as well who you are working for is just as reputable virtually as you are working for someone who you can actually identify as a person. You want to speak a little to that, Olaf? I'm sorry. The, it's like it cut out for a second there. What was the question? I was saying that, would you like to speak a little to the fact that it's like, it's very important also in the virtual world to know who it is that you're working with and have you had any experiences in there of not so pleasant experiences? Um, I've, I've been fortunate. I have, I've not had any like really bad things happen in 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 the virtual world, in other words, I've been lucky enough to work with people like you and AJ, and some of the better ones, uh, some of the uh, other ones that uh, 
uh, were, for the most part, you know, good, legitimate uh, people to work with. Uh, I've had, there's been a couple, well, one project that uh, I worked on and put a lot of time into, and uh, there's a lot of pie, there's a lot of, uh, especially in the virtual world, there's a lot of pie in the sky. Uh, just the same thing. It's the same thing as, is the, you know, like going to auditions and uh, the, well, we can't pay you now, but af- this is going to be big. And after we get distributors and stuff like that behind us, then there'll be money and we're going to share the wealth with you after we get everything done. There's been, oh, half a dozen of those projects that I've worked on that. Uh, you know, or four or five years ago, and I still haven't seen a dime out of any of those. And you can invest a lot of time. The the difference, the I don't know if it's an advantage or a disadvantage. Uh, actually, I think I'm going to say it's a disadvantage to the virtual world. Is you don't have to go anywhere. You're in your you're at home on your computer. But I mean, this, when you're working on these things, it can take. A whole day uh, you know it can take you know eight or ten hours of your time and you're stuck at that computer you're stuck at your computer for that eight or ten hours and you know there may it may be once or twice a week that you're spending you know four to six hours uh, working on these projects uh, so you can wind up with you know 30 40 hours wrapped up of your time and never see anything out of it and it just never goes anywhere definitely so, so i mean that that happens and uh you know people same thing in the virtual world is they can have the best intentions and a, and a great idea but if you can't sell it to anybody you know you've you've like i said i've invested a lot of my time they've invested their time but you know you know my time's important so uh you know, is, is, you know, to put in 30, 40 hours into a project and nothing ever comes of it, you, after a while you get kind of like, well, yeah, it sounds like, yeah, this would be really cool to be a part of this, uh, this movie or whatever, the, this movie or this machinima that you're going to do. But, you know, I really don't have the time right now because, you know, it's, it just, never seems to pan out and go to where it should go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny you should say that, Olaf, because I've seen a lot of those. I mean, and I've done machinima, and I, and I don't have, I don't do it with the intention of it becoming this big, big thing. I do it for the artistic expression of it. Um, and, you know, and, and also to add to my, to you know, my arsenal of material of things that I've done. Uh, and also just to work with people I love, like Olaf. So, so, so that's what I get out of it. But Olaf is right. There have been so many pie in the sky um, events in Second Life. And I think it's because people came, it's sort of like what they do in real life, but it's actually worse in virtual worlds. There was this thinking for quite a long time, maybe even still now, that in Second Life or in other virtual worlds, it's just so easy. You know, we're just gonna, we're just gonna, we're just going to do this one project, and we're gonna get all these sponsors. We're just gonna give us money, and then we're gonna get a sim, and then we're gonna da da da. da. And I, I remember many years ago, I worked on the pilot of of a really very cool like detective uh, film noir project, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we worked on it, 
And then the, the creator said to us, okay, guys, so now we need you to go out and get us sponsors, all the actors. We were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Excuse me. And he, and he said, well, you know, we need, to, we need to get sponsors. I'm like, why are we responsible for that? And he said, well, I need help with that. And I said, and so I went into business mode. I said, okay, well, then give me all the material you got. And, and I heard a big pause. And, and he said, what do you mean material? I said, give me the, the pictures of, that you have of, you know, the, the marketing material, the press release, the, any, anything yeah. you can to market it, the note cards, the, 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 the press releases, the, the, the pictures documenting it, and, and, and the, the, the business plan outlining the series and, and, and how you're going to market it and where it's going to be broadcast. And, and I just, and he, and he, he was a little upset with me because I kind of rocked his world in that I brought all these things in that he didn't think were necessary. And when I said, this is second life, people have ADD times 10 in second life because you can just shut your computer off. You can just teleport somewhere else to get people's attention in second life is harder than to get it in real life i said mm-hmm. we have to work harder so so if you want this to happen we have to really do something and he he was he didn't know what to do to do with me and and he said well if you can come up with something i said no dude that's that's not what i signed up for and he's not even on second in second life anymore i mean a lot of people are wow. he, he left pretty quickly and I've had projects that never even got started. It's like, hey, we're going to do this talk show. Never heard from them again. Wow. Yeah. Happens that, a lot. That is bad. Yeah. So besides scams, and there are scams in Second Life, uh, even though I've never experienced one, there are a lot of people who go in, like like Olaf said very well, with good, the best of intentions, but nothing to back it up. And so it just kind of just peters out. Right. Or the person, it's like, or you'll have somebody... You know, they've got a good idea, the concept is good, and, you know, but the person themselves is like, you know, ADHD or something like that, and they just, they're all over the place, and it, it, it doesn't ever, it doesn't ever, you know, they start the project, but it never gets finished because they're going too many different directions. Yeah. So, you invest time into it, and again, it's one of those things where like, oh, well, if we... This is a good money. This is a good idea, and we're going to uh, let's say, oh, we're going to do something, and uh, we're going to have uh, commercials. So we're going to get paid for the commercials. So whatever money we get from that, we'll kind of split it up between everybody. Everybody will get a little bit of a little little slice of the pie, and you know, it, it the project gets started but never gets finished. Uh, now I will say working with Odette or AJ, in other words, they don't waste, they don't waste the, uh, actor's time. Uh, they, they know what they want done. They've got an idea and, you know, and once you get done, uh, you know, they, they, they map it out. It's like, you know, maybe an hour or two of your time and that's about it. And they say, okay, don't need you sitting around here all day long. You know, the they they know how valuable people's time is. So, you know, neither one of them waste your time. They're like, you're you're working, you get your shots done. Say, so, okay, uh, we're done. You can go. Right. Well, and, you're volunteering uh, your time. You 
know, you're giving mm-hmm. of your time to us. The least we can do is be respectful of that time. So, you know, when I do a machinima, I storyboard it so that I know all the shots that I need so that I can plan so that people people's time is not wasted. They're not just sitting around waiting. Now, there are things beyond your control, like lag and sims, you know, <laughs> sims go yeah. down and things like that. But within what I can control, I'm going to respect the person's time to the utmost. You know, if I could pay them, I would. That's 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 why I love working with it's like with AJ and with Odette because you know they do they have things planned out they've got it all worked out and like okay uh, I need you from this time to this time and yeah sometimes it it may be a few minutes over or a little bit longer but it's because of like it, there's technical issues not because they're not trying uh, but you know some of the projects I've worked on. Uh, you know, you should have, uh, you should have things ready to go when the actors show up. You should be maybe five, maybe five minutes to like readjust lighting or something like that. Uh, you know, there's, there's been times that, uh, one particular project that I was working on spent two hours because the light wasn't it wasn't the the shadows weren't in the right place or something and they were moving the trees around and things like that this was of course now this is in the virtual world you spent two hours i'm sitting around with my thumb up my derriere waiting to waiting to say my or to move my avatar from one side of the room to the other side of the room and turn around (laughs) and i'm like oh this is you know doing the machinima uh, in the virtual world, and I'm like, really? You know, I, I've already told you, I have to be gone by this time. I've given yeah. you an extra half hour. I've got to go now. I can't, uh, you know, uh, I, I can't wait any longer. I have to go. I'm sorry. If you don't get the shot, you know, you shouldn't have wasted the, you, know, you shouldn't have wasted the two hours trying to get the lighting right. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah, it's, it, it can be. Uh, if you, you plan know, and you need to plan, right? But is it just just like in real life, in in the virtual world? You can there's there's the evil ones out there that are that will just scam you and take your time and you know whether they take any money from you or not. Like I said, you know, I, there there's been times like I said I've invested thirty forty hours into a project over you know a month and a half to uh, over a month and a half or two months time. And, you know, you, you might as well have asked me for money because you <laughs> took 40, hour, you know, 40 hours of my time that I got nothing for. Yeah. The, uh, the old saying, time is money. Mm-hmm. That's right. In fact, it would have been better if they had taken your money. Don't be. You yeah, done. been like, going, okay, you want me to do this? Here, let me give you, let me give you, you know, 20 bucks and we'll just call it even and you just put my name at the end of it, you know. <laughs> there you go. There's something out of this. You know, it's funny. I uh, Something just popped on the, the, um, uh, on my Facebook feed and it's a young lady who's an actress and she says, should I go kickstarting Kickstarter or Indiegogo shopping. I would love to invest in a local project, but obviously, being an actress, I want a part in it. And then she eat out of the above. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, I I don't want to put her on blast, but 
<laughs> you is know. she talking about one of those scams where you buy one of your roles, or is she hoping that by giving money to a project, she'll get cast in it? That's what I, I believe she's saying. Oh, is. dear. Oh dear! Oh, yeah. No, 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 no! Uh, it, that would be again part of that whole E. None of the above. Yeah. And, yeah. and run, run, run! Really, uh, this is why we are doing this show is because uh, we want people to be aware. They are finding more and more clever ways of being able to get your money, and understand that you can prevent yourself from falling victim to these people if you are aware of how to look. For these things words like guarantee words like you're going to get a part if you pay money well of course you're going to get a part if you paid money because you first of all bought your own part no legitimate uh, person is going to ask you to pay for your part Never. in regards to it it's like it, it it's the old hall and in the old Hollywood system, well, you know, I will fund your movie if my girlfriend gets a role uh, kind of thing or my boyfriend gets a role or my whoever gets a role in the film. Yeah, it does still exist. Unfortunately, sadly, it does. But that's a completely different sort of idea. I think that's sometimes how they get you. And others are that when they're like, okay, we're trying to, I want to raise money to do this film. And, uh, you know, it, by like these crowdfunding things, and I think that's where it kind of they kind of get you a little bit because you're like going, okay, I'm investing in the movie, but I'm getting I'm I will get no money back from it. But if I invest, if I give them this much money, at least I get to be part of the movie. So I think that's where I'd rather have it an ROI, a return on well, my investment. If I'm going to right. Yeah. $1, right, but that's but, the, but I think that's where film, the, I want my thousand bucks back. Right, but I, right, yeah. but I think that's where they get most people. They're going, okay, well, you're you're asking you're asking for money. You're asking me to pay money for a, to to be a part of the movie, or you're, or you're asking me to pay money, and by paying you this money, I get to be in the movie. Okay. The that's I think that's what what gets kind of a little uh, dicey, dicey because you're like okay, I'm investing in the movie, but I'm not getting anything back out of it. I'm not getting a, a, a you know ROI. So you're also uh, not getting it, any guarantee of being in the fi- uh, in the physical final product either. Right, you could be cut out. You could be cut out. So yeah, yeah. That, that's why it's the like that, that pie in the sky thing. And you know, to, uh, uh, is you know, like I said, okay, I'm, I'm investing in the movie. In other words, if you're going to do something like that, do the crowdfunding to help fund a movie, you know, do the ten, 5 or 10 or $20 thing that gets you a CD or whatever. Invest that so you can be part of the movie and forget the rest of it. Exactly. See, where I say if you want to invest in the movie, it's like I would invest like a legitimate investor of saying, like, it's like if I'm going to do this, um, I would at least expect my $5 back. Well, it's like my friend had a movie that came out, and I've known him for years. I gave him $50 for his film. Yes. Because I know him. I've actually been in a film of his. I wanted to support him on his next project. I had no intention of getting anything else out of it outside of I was going to get a free screening of it. And I knew that because I wanted to support his project. But like this girl that Kente was talking about, She's not falling for a scam, but she's kind of trying to manipulate something that she can't manipulate. And that's why the scams work. 
because there are people out there looking for a shortcut and she's trying to shortcut it. Well, maybe if I give money to this project, maybe that will get, no. How about making relationships with people, getting people to trust you and having the talent and, and having done the work and then become, and then getting cast that way, as opposed to trying to worm your way or pay your way into it. That's why the scammers exist because people like this girl exist. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It's about and which brings up a very good thing. And I'm glad that you mentioned it, AJ. It's about relationships. It is. It's like a, I'm hesitant to work with people who it's like I haven't had a face to face conversation with, or at least a, a Skype conversation with something that has given me an assurance that I am not um, just doing this in the wind. Exactly. And yeah. in in terms of the crowdfunding, my one thing that I've often said about it is that um, I'm sorry, but I don't I don't believe in the crowdfunding. I will not sponsor crowdfunding for the reason of that I don't know you. Right. I have no idea who you are. You've never even had conversation one with me to tell me about your project. Why are you even passionate about your project? If you're not telling me that, if you're telling me that in a video, that's awesomely great, but why can't I have a conversation with you? Exactly. Before right. I'm going to throw my money at you and uh, it's like to understand um, what's your vision for the project? Where do you see it going? Um, if I'm going to spend, and I know that this sounds petty in it's like it's not meant to sound petty, but even if I'm going to spend five dollars on you, I want to know who you are Absolutely. first. Right. You know, it's like a, 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 even the person who you give money to on the street for a charity or to a homelessness, to, at least you've actually seen these people. Right. You know, it's yeah. like when you're giving to a charity and charitable donation in terms of that, it's like um, I at least have a face, a voice, somebody who I've spoken to, the person on the end of the phone when I've pledged to the Jerry Lewis telethon. It's like a, a, there's a real person on the other end. It's not, please press one for $5. Please press two <laughs> for your $10 donation. Please press four for your $1,000 donation. Right. <laughs> and they've been around a while. They have the legitimacy of having been around and and have not only being have been around so long because some of the scams have been around just as long but there's been enough press enough attention for you to know there's enough information for you to gather to go okay these people are really responsible i know that if i donate if i put 10 boxes together to the salvation army i'm not worried about it i i know that it's going to go and people are going to some somewhere are going to get to use it i don't have to think about it so there is a legitimacy based in that they've earned the legitimacy so that, yeah. that you're absolutely right and if it's somebody you know there's been projects that I've looked at that I didn't know but I saw that the person really put a lot of work into it and they they gave very detailed information exactly. and Ooh. so I said well this person has done a lot of work towards this transparency so, trans- and they were transparent that's the exact word and so I was willing to at least think about donating to it because they were transparent about it but anything that's that like that that project that uh, the shooting in pittsburgh that that uh that uh olaf spoke about i mean you know i looked up the original film it was in 1980 the original film it was one of those b movies it didn't do that well so why are you remaking that of all things that's my first thing but a lot of people maybe maybe there's a cult following for it. There, there could be. Yes. But the guy the guy worked, but nothing recent. So it's like, uh, you know, I I don't I don't think so. 
you know, so we'll see. And like I said, if you want also uh, a what does life really feel like, watch movies like Living in Oblivion. Right. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, but I so wanted, I so wanted a, the, the captain to be a character. <laughs> you know, I have a question for Olaf. <laughs> Olaf, I think you could help a lot of people out there. Mm-hmm. When you came to me with that first um, crowd, Canadian project, yeah, Canadian project. Can you tell the people who are listening what? made you think even even entertain the idea of doing it uh it's like it was the pie in the sky oh wow i can i can be in the movie it was the i can be in the movie and i would work you know i could work with the you know the idea that you might uh, that i would be working alongside like Corey feldman and some of those which you know you kind of thinking oh man you know uh that I would be able to work with them and, and, you know, and, and possibly, uh, by being in this film, uh, you know, it might help me to, uh, you know, might help me out some, you know, it's like, Oh, well, Oh, you were in, I forget what the name of the thing was now, but it's like, Oh, you were in that movie. Uh, yeah. It's like, I played this part or, you know, that so, I mean, it was that pie in the sky, shortcut to fame and thought it would be really cool to do and and so you know i thought it would help me and i thought it'd be really cool to do it uh and uh like i said it's just you you get that that kind of uh that oh wow i can be in a movie uh you know i've got that's like they i've worked with a couple of local uh production uh production people and you know i've done some acting here locally those films still aren't finished yet so wow. <laughs> you know there you go yeah. but that that was that was the big thing the big the the, the original draw was like you know the, the being the being an actor or you know being be, having a speaking role in the film i think was like a thousand or fifteen hundred or something like that. Wow! I'm like going, and I was sitting there thinking in my head. I was thinking, okay, I've spent that much money already in uh, voice, voice, co- uh, voice lessons, and voice and acting lessons. I've spent that much, you know, in the last year. Uh, at the time that was, I said it had been about a year. I'd been in you know, working with a voice coach. And, you know, I've spent that kind of, I've spent more than that, at least that. And I was like, well, that's not too bad, 1500 and get a speaking role in a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I wanted to do a roundtable thing uh, with all of us because it's very important of something I wanted everybody to understand of what we are, uh, what we've taken away from this topic, as well as also what we would hope that you, the listeners, are actually taking away from this topic. And absolutely, if you also have further questions for us, feel free to come in the event afterwards and send us a question or send us directly a question on our Facebook page as well to just make sure that we cover that because it's like we will be having a part two of this discussion as well but as long as uh, we're also here I wanted to know from each and every one of you feel free who wants to chide in first what did you learn of this discussion and what do you hope that the audience has learned of this discussion well go ahead 
It's like, don't be stupid. <laughs> Make sure you do your research. Right. Yeah. Don't be stupid. Research, research, research. Yeah. Three researches. Yeah. There's no, there's no, subs, there's no substitute for hard work and uh, preparation and that there's there's really no shortcuts to to getting where you want to get to so you know just keep grinding and just be careful when you you know you try to sign up for something or you know try to buy your way into the business there's yes. there's an old, there's a there's an old saying that fits very well into this you get you get out of what whatever you put into something is what you get out of it. If you put nothing into it, you get nothing out of it. That's absolutely right. And, and don't be afraid to listen to what they used to call that old gut feeling. Uh, yes. Something doesn't seem right. It seems, sounds too good. But everyone seems to have that inner gut feeling when something just does not feel right. Run from it. And then research. Before you make a decision, at least sleep on any decision one night. And, yeah. and understand that this is a business. This is a business like any other business. Make and sense. it is based on relationships and people. Make sure that you understand all the aspects of a business before you jump in and say, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to. It's like, I'm going to trust people at face value. We're hoping that you've, uh, that it's like, you understand the tip of these uh, scam operations. And we will go more into details of. But understanding. Oh. It's important. This is a business. <coughs> Treat it as such. Absolutely. Um, for me, every I mean, pretty much you, you all have said it, especially follow your gut. You have to follow that inner voice because it will help you more than you can possibly know. And just understand that having the passion to want to do this is great. But use that passion to drive you to become good at your craft and, and, and to, to be patient and, and work your way through it. Because if you do it that way, then no one can scam you. No one can scam you because they, they won't be getting to that scary, desperate actor place. That's what I call it, the desperate actor place. Don't be the desperate actor. Be the smart actor. Yeah. And I hope that everybody understands uh, and has uh, got something from this. And now comes uh, the fun part. How does everybody get a chance to reach us? Ooh. I'm not telling. <laughs> Too many people looking for me. I ain't saying a word. <clears throat> well, I guess uh, for me, you can uh, you can find me on Facebook at Olaf Barbosa, and also on uh, uh, Twitter at Olaf Barbosa. The other place to find me is. Uh, on uh, indie radio that's i n d y radio.org and there's links to um links to all the other shows that I do with Kente and, and Yardley and some of the other ones but uh, they're all on the uh indie radio.org show our page uh here in uh, uh I don't know couple in coming up uh next one I've got coming up is a uh a radio drama, the part two of the Road Defenderville, Road Defenderville, which I am the announcer 
and Dr. P. Uh, that's how you can find me. Now, if you stalk me, don't stalk too close because I, because I get nervous. <laughs> uh, this is AJ, Ava Jean Westland. So you can get me at Ava Jean uh, Westland at gmail.com. You could get me at Twitter at, at Ava Jean <clears throat> and Facebook as well. Um, if you want to contact me with my real life identity, which I have no problem with, my name is Gamila, G A M E E L A, right? W R I G H T. And I'm, I'm Gamila, uh, GamilaWright.com. You can go to my website, see some of the stuff I've done, or contact me at Gamila at GamilaWright.com. And you can find me on Facebook as well and Twitter. Absolutely. And uh, with, uh, with you, Kente? Yeah, you can get me at Kente F. And uh, I had a great time with, uh, chatting with you guys. And I'm looking forward to the next, uh, the next episode of Movie Time. And, uh, oh, and just as an FYI, just to let you know, um, with Rick and with Nathaniel, it's like a, uh, as well, you can uh, get Nathaniel at Nathaniel Lee. They also have a Facebook page, both Rick J and uh, as well as also on our website as well, direct contacts of www.pastlivesproductionsinc.net. Um, Rick J is, avail- is able to be contacted as well through Facebook, through also Twitter, as well as he also uh, as well uh, has um, a Instagram page as well, I believe. And he also does the um, Jefferson City art, sh- uh, art show as well. So you can get him through that site as well. And with Nathaniel, he also has his own website of Nathaniel Lee. Uh, and so you can also get him through Facebook as well as Twitter. And for me, um, you can stalk me through Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> LinkedIn, Bizopedia. <laughs> oh my gosh, there is like 50,000 ways of being able to, uh, including through the company website as well. And also through the show. And hopefully you will join us next time as we talk about this in part two. Oh, and uh, one more thing is... Uh, the movie time with Grayson just has a uh, Facebook page that just went up now. So go to facebook.com forward slash movie time with Grayson. And uh, thank you very much. Every each and every one of you. It's like, I look forward to us having a part two. Me too. Yeah, me too. I enjoyed it. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs>